practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Hey, hello, hello everybody. Welcome to another jerk practice podcast. Prescient as always, it would seem, going back to a couple old eps, but here we are in in the now. We're down a man. We're down our hen dog. We're, he is, as far as we know, he's he's alive and well and back in the country, but he's probably recouping some of those b- Belize, dancing Belize Bears parties he was at. <laughs> so it's just me, Casey Van Heel, and with me as always. Your southern gentleman, uh, Hans Frywald. Hans Frywald. Can I get you a mint toilet lip? <laughs> <laughs> toilet, yes. Someone, we one of us has to get a three D printer so we can make those toilet bowl bowls. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Well, can your three D printer make bread bowls? <laughs> <laughs> they can actually. I would imagine. No, because they're NASA or Musk. The Muscadites are trying to design a three D food printer. Mm, that, but isn't that a, they can a make kitchen? pizzas? Which tastes like shit, apparently. It can make pizza? Shit pizza. It can make shit pizza. So it's literally Back to the Future too. Pretty much, because basically the design is the same as a 3D printer, but instead of using, like, polymers and plastics, it uses, like, flowers, yeah, proteins and shit. So it, like, oh. 3D prints the, the crust using what you would normally get in a crust, but... It tastes like a foot. Right. I wonder. I mean, yeah, just just do it up. Obviously, I guarantee you it takes longer than just making a pizza. It's more expensive than just making yeah. a pizza. It tastes worse than making a pizza. Yeah. Uh, so why do it? I, I, I'm i sure That's there's... part of why I am optimistic as opposed to Ray Kurzweil's sort of futurist nightmare because as as great as machines are and in artificial intelligence, like a computer can't make a pizza. Right. It can yeah. approximate a pizza and it may look like a pizza, but it's gonna taste like a butthole. Right. It's like that, it's a machine. Right. It's the protein mush you get in the matrix. Yeah. It tastes like runny eggs. How Just slop. On, how do we get on computerized pizza? Oh bread toilet bread bowls. Ah, of toilet course. bread bowls. Yeah, that's how we get from A to B, baby. It's like our storch, classic storch, one, two, A, B. A, B. You say toilet julep, I say toilet bowl glass. Toilet. You ask me how, I say 3D printer. I meant toilet. Uh, what's, go- what's going on? What's going I'm on? I'm trying world? to think. I'm just, I was laughing watching, I mean, it's not funny, like, but just that fucking... If Kevin Spacey wasn't listed, he is now from he and SNL stealing from us. Oh, fuck. He used what? our excuse. Oh, I know. I'm sorry I molested you, but I'm gay. I know. Verno, I was hanging out all weekend with our buddy Verno at the um, at my brother's winery for a festival. And he said that because he you guys are quicker than me. I was like, what do you? He's like, Kevin Spacey, use your excuse. It's like, I got a million excuses, Johnny. What was it? <laughs> you got to like, give me something more I didn't to mean on. to wrestle that young boy to the bed, but I'm gay. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. It worked. It did not. It backfired on him, though. Worked for me. Oh, yeah. But it works for like, it works for like a, uh, you know, it worked pre- uh, It works on a principle. It worked pre-woke generation. 
in the yeah. Midwest where they're like, all right, I don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole. It's like anytime the girls in our school wanted to get out of swimming class, they just say, I've got my period. And the gym teachers be like, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, too much info, too much info. So, Fine, go, here, here's 20 bucks, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. So that, but with Kevin Spacey, they were like, you're a fucking piece of shit. I, I thought everybody knew Kevin Spacey. I thought he was, I should say, I, it doesn't matter, but I thought he was already out because it was pretty commonly known. But No, it was, Ashley was telling me because she was, um, she went down the rabbit hole and she was doing research. So she was giving me some of the more in-depth stuff. And it was like, like that, uh, the, uh, LGBTQ, ma- like magazine website, the advocate. Yeah. They had stories about Kevin Spacey, but he had fucking doctor toileted scumbag, the leverage, like all of these places had stories to, exp- to like say that he's a fucking predator, but in doing so, they would out him as being gay. Got which it. Which they were like, we can't do that. Like, There's we, a weird ethical line. Yeah, he, by not being open with his sexuality and then like being successful, but he, like, that's the thing. He was a creep the whole time. Oh, so it was always so out there. So people were like, they just assumed everybody knew. Like, he had that like perfect tension of like, I haven't made a formal formal announcement, so any formal complaint hits the Rube Waddell switch in the machine and it starts clinking over and it's like, but then that you would be outing me as gay. And then oh, you would be that's an interesting And then you would then I could come after you for outing me as gay. So are we to believe that because I was like, all right, the, the all the conversation we're going to have is not in defense of anyone. It's just investigating the situations. All right. So in 1983, by the way, I didn't realize that the, the guy that made the allegations against Kevin Spacey, which apparently are true because he admitted to it, yeah. which are true because he admitted to it. So I don't know what you say. The very real allegations. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he was in Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. I fr- I didn't know that was him. That's one of my favorite movies. But I only know this guy from the actor from um, like R- Rent or something. Yes. I only oh, knew yeah, him. No. I, I couldn't put the two characters together because he was so good in Adventures. He's good in everything, but he's such mm-hmm. a different character. Scumbag in Adventures in Babysitting. The kind of kid you'd want to throw on the bed and give him an old tossle. Give him an old tickle. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, but he how was asked- is that for a, for a fucking like? I love that it blew up because he was just like, well, I mean, you know, I was drunk. Sorry, right? Sometimes that happens. Don't remember, and then they're like, you don't get away with that. You're not allowed to use the like, sorry, I was drunk. And then he's like, well, I'm not sorry because I'm gay. <laughs> I think the thing about it though is, here's my thought. I was like, all right, so it is. It was it was like thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. It was a he said he said situation because nobody else was there. Um, yes, the kid was underage, but also no like actual. I don't think there were any actual allegations of sexual misconduct. It was just inappropriate. No. I don't know. I don't want to. I'm treading the line, but it was obviously very very oh, what, wrong. What's inappropriate about inviting a fourteen year old boy to a a middle aged New Yorker's party? Right. Well, that's like if you were at that party, would you be like, 
did the fucking pizza delivery guy get invited in for a drink? Like, he looks like a pizza see, delivery guy. The moment you see like a kid walking around a party, like we've been to some crazy fucking parties. Yeah. But you, you see that you're like, you know what? I'm going to fill my jacket with these Coors Lights and then I'm leaving. Exactly. So, but I think now that you mention it, all these, what you were talking about with the advocate is I think the reason like there's so much backlash and that Kevin Spacey slowly slinked back into the corner is there's probably a lot, there's probably a lot more uh, ammunition in that gun of him being a fucking pig. So that's where everybody's like, because it's one thing where they're like, all right, it sounds like I bet, I bet there's like a Cosby-esque line of allegations out oh, there where sure, Netflix, because yeah. there, let's be honest, Kevin Spacey's a cottage fucking industry at this point. He was one of, he's nope, one of the anymore. bigs. So for Netflix and so many people to react so quickly, I bet they're like, oh, okay. All we right. got to do it before we find out about the room that he has. Right. Exactly. And then the same thing goes with, uh, old Booger Presley, Louis CK is, <sighs> you know, like he's admitting to fucking, being a fucking booger in front of five oh. uh, five people made allegations everybody's cutting ties because there's like there's fucking 500 you know can you i there was a i saw it on facebook and it was just like one of the a comedian's acquaintances we've seen over the years but his facebook post was like there's got to be a couple guys in the city that are now like pretty stoked that louis ck can't cut in front of them for time you know and i was like uh. yeah because you're going to fucking you're done. Like that's what the Louis C.K. thing is. Is he's going to be doing shows in like Racine, like just these like he's going to be doing the fucking cheese belt circuit. Do you, oh, I don't, I don't know. I I hate to say it. Or I all right. It's, this one's hard because I think Louis C.K. had the most honest apology, and that's not me apologizing for his apology, but I think his reaction was the most open and i think he's gonna yeah. he's clearly the repercussions are already piling up on him and i'm on the yeah. uh, side of the the people i'm on the side of the people that were victimized not his but i think louis ck is gonna have a one fucking hell of a special in a few years agreed yeah because he's, he's a pig to... he's a pig yeah he's he's disgusting he's like he was unethical, but he's not like a a Weinstein. You know, he's he did and not. No, you're right. Right. So he's gonna think, he's gonna have to pay the piper, but he doesn't. I can. He doesn't need to go to prison. He's that weird line that all the other guys are like. Well, I'm not Harvey Weinstein, and then yeah, you, you, and then it's one step down. You go, well, I don't jerk off in front of women, but then you know that scumbag who's the boss at a Wells Fargo who like who kind of yeah. is catty around a little too. Um, open around a couple of his employees. It's like, no, you're a fucking victimizer too, because they don't want to lose their yeah. shitty bank job right now. Oh no, and that's what all of it comes down to. Like again, like you said, he Louis C.K. was the most honest in his. It seemed to like, be. I jerked off in front of these women, because but I can because I'm, I'm gay. Person. Yeah, right. <laughs> he should have listened to the. I'm podcast. thinking of guys. I'm thinking of Kevin Spacey. No, but you're right. Like I could see in a few years, like even the gears in my head as like, even if I was writing a bit, like what would Louis CK's jokes about himself be? Like I can already see him. And like, if there's one person and he kind of has done what Kevin Spacey did because 
he's made a career out of like kicking him himself in the dick. Right. So of course his one kink is the most, and Ashley and I were talking about it and she was coming at it from like, sort of like the performer aspect of like how, like his jokes are all like super self deprecating. Right. So like somewhere in there, like that is like a kink for him. Cause it's like, like, you know, whatever, like penises aren't beautiful. They don't paint pictures of them. But like, if you're like Louis CK, like soft dad bod. Yeah. Jerking off in front of anyone, especially people who are like, I'd rather not see your dick. Like you put yourself in a position where people are disgusted. Like he clearly wasn't doing it because it was hot. Yeah. He was doing it because the, like the shocked look on their face somewhere, like in his brain, like fires those synapses and he was like oh yeah i'm gonna save this for later yeah it's a definition of like fetishism like that was his like mm-hmm. that yeah kink is the best word that's his thing and it's just like fucking louis man and because and that's why his thing that's why it, now I, it's gonna be a killer 20 minutes in a bit that's but that's why it had to happen the way it is because it's like I hate to say it, but like at least sexually, Louis C.K.'s fucking tame as far as the comedians I've heard. I heard Richard oh, yeah. Lewis on a podcast with Gilbert Godfrey yesterday talk about Jim Norton. The difference is, oh yeah, they just he just is so open about it. Like it has nothing to do with power. Jim Norton is just a legitimate, like fucking sex pig. Right, he's, but he's open about. He's like, I go pay hookers. Yeah. We have a contract. We have an agreement, and they f- shit on glass tables for me. But with Louis, oh, no, there's yeah, something, I think it's the, the deprecation thing. He doesn't get off on the sex. He gets off on something weird, mental, and emotional right. between two people. And I don't even think it's a power dynamic thing unless it might be that he likes the feeling of them having power over him because he puts yes, himself in I a vulnerable position. By being fucking naked and jerking off. Like, yeah. It's weird. It's it's and, weird to think that you he would, yeah. But he's definitely... Like has the most to lose in the scenario. Oh yeah, and he yeah, and he's he's losing a lot. That Shovey tin is getting fucking full. Some some showrunner. It's even coming down to like some showrunner from like I don't know what show it is. Uh, uh, I don't know, was Ellen or something got in trouble because he's pinching buns. Some guy apparently that was on the X Men movies outed. Talk about Kevin Spacey in oh, like that's some Brett Joker. Ratner. That's who it is who outed um Yeah, he directed X Men three, but he made his name doing the rush hour movies. So he's like the classic definition of like Scuzzy Hollywood producer. scumbag dude. Yeah. Like he made his name and then he just produces like shit that makes money. Like, you know, to call him an artist would be a a stretch. So that's what he does. Like he uses his power, he flaunts his power, of which he has. Yeah, and now like, but to do shit like to out Ellen Page on the set, yeah, around fucking like, it's like, are you what, like, what power trip are you trying to like impress Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen? Ian McKellen, a a self professed homosexual man. You think he's gonna think you're real cool for doing Uh, that? Yeah, like, who are you trying to ingratiate yourself to? The fucking union guys, He's but that's even an a... insult to the union guys who were like some of them are probably very gay, right? Yeah, he's just he's just put himself on some kind of weird, different 
He's like every shitty boss I've ever had. He just happens yes. to be on a different scale. Just a fucking moron who fucking has a big mouth and kind of can get away with it because he's in some stupid power position or, or and that was part of position. some of those Kevin Spacey stories because I read him and went, "You are the worst boss in the world." Kevin but Spacey on top of your like you being handsy and grabby and very inappropriate with people who clearly don't want to have sexual intercourse with you. But like to the point where he invites himself to, and this was a story I was reading, like someone on the crew who was a PA on house of cards was working. Mm -hmm. And like the story goes like Kevin Spacey's assistant was like, you're the guy, you're the assistant. Kevin wants you. He wants something. It's you. So the guy was like, fucking great i'm a pa like and i'm gonna be working with kevin spacey sure so he did this for a week or two and then there was like a younger prettier guy who <laughs> they picked over this guy and this is just all his backstory and then he was like so then i ended up having to do twice as much work because i was doing my work and then this cute guy's work and it was like okay so that's kevin spacey so then they're having like a sort of like rap end of the day and it's all like the crew people like the laborers are all going out for like a to drink to blow off some steam and kevin spacey michael scott his way into the crew party he he totally did and he's totally sounds like the guy he invited himself was being really loud and like handsy but and you know like we know these type of guys he goes he didn't buy anybody a fucking drink Oh, and if yeah. he did buy you a drink, you oh, you had to earn that drink. Oh, the worst. You got to sit like, by the guy who has the drink. Never. With, yeah. He's probably got your whiskey Coke you ordered in his hand for longer than you're like, I just, uh, I should just ordered my own fucking drink, man. That's the worst. This is the, I had to work for this six bucks. And he's probably not fun. He doesn't tell good stories, I bet. Yeah, because he's, he's only got one thing on his mind. His ween. And it yeah, it's Ween, and it ain't entertaining, all right. And it's not the awesome band Ween. No way, it's it's all Weenstein. Um, <laughs> God, what was I? Yeah, Shovies. I don't know. There's probably a new Shovie out today. Um, oh, there oh, is George a new T- Shovie, a political Shovie. Oh yeah, uh, that Republican scumbag. Oh yeah, who's, Ray Moore or something. Ray Moore, who's just absolutely. I lo- I hate it because he's such a bad guy, and again, he's a victimizer. But like, he uh, he's already he's like he just says he's 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 Yosemite Sam essentially. He <laughs> she literally shot a gun on stage at uh, one of his rallies, and everybody's like, because he was like, you know, we're Southern, we're good old Southern boys. I carry a gun, and then he shot in the air, and like all the police were like, you what you like you. What are you he doing? A firearm? Yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's just super racist, super open about it. Uh, and now he's been super open and admitting to having sex with very, un- like, 13-year-old girls. But it was Jesus. back in 84, man. Hey, and, man, a simpler time, man. And so what? what's even better about it is it just, there's nothing better. There's nothing good about it. But what's interesting about it, I should say, is Republicans are so hanging by the skin of their teeth already. And then this gets because he's up for election in in, uh, in oh, 18. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, we got to fucking we're already like in trouble losing these seats. We can't lose this one. So they're like, what do you think about Ray Moore having sex with 13 year old girls? 
and admitting it. And they're just like, um, we still like the White House, the White House chief of staff, yeah. way, uh, their comment was, uh, we don't condone that type of behavior, but we also don't condone jumping to conclusions. It's like you <laughs> fucking scumbags. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, so it's it's again, yeah. Well, uh, even after all these elections, that's one thing. Since we hadn't really recorded a new episode in a while, like all these elections, where people were like, I'm fucking sick of this shit. Uh, mm. You know, so like the, all these Democrats, there was like record turnout for Democrats, and they there was a few upsets of Republican, like in Republican districts and stuff. And the Republicans were like, Oh yeah, it was a bunch of governors. Damn it! Like if I go. Like and the the response is this is all because this is backlash from Trump, just like Trump was backlash from Obama. It just it yeah. it it ebbs and flows, and so now they're like, I can't run on a Trump agenda, but if I run too far off a Trump agenda, then I don't get the Trump base. So it's like right, fuck, yeah. and that's why literally I've never seen it before in my lifetime where people in a party are just like, I'm so fucked. I'm just gonna call it now. Because if I call it now, at least I get to still kind of, I get cool points while I'm in office so I can be like, I'm not running for re-election. By the way, I was too much of a pussy to say it before, but uh, Trump's a real danger. Uh, No, I would argue if you just were like, okay, if your options were like, like, just be honest. That's what I would, you would garner so much more, you're more likely to win or keep your seat or get any votes but just like being honest like in this weird time where like it would be like you were just talking about like having to tacitly defend this ray thomas roy thomas guy yeah more is showing the absurdity of it all it's like how can in good conscience you even defend this guy or not defend him by by not going like no that's disgusting yeah we don't need him like it's so it's showing how just stupid and so, like so be honest be like this is fucking madness right exactly like i would like to here's my record i would here's why i'm good for you fuck him fuck them like don't tow the party line like you know i feel like you people would be like oh thank god well that's, that's the thing Trump is got like technically it. i'm not a republican i'm not a republican fan but republicans well they're i guess they're it's a spectrum just like democrats but you can still to- the Republicans, here's what they're really about, is tax cuts for the rich and less incentives for the poor. So, like, that's kind of what it is. So you're towing the line. You don't have to, like, um, there was a huge upset in Virginia for the governorship. Uh, yeah, yeah. Northrum defeated mm-hmm. this guy, Gillespie. And Gillespie, it, it, it's, it's always a Republican district. There was no reason for a Republican to lose. And he was actually doing really well when he was just being honest and it's like, this is why I believe I'm conservative. I believe in conservative values, just like the state of Virginia. And then he was doing fine. And then for whatever reason, his strategy shifted to like this Trumpism, radicalism, where he's like, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, fuck uh, um, immigration and this stuff. And we screw sanctuary cities, which is insane because there's not even any sanctuary cities in Virginia. Yet he was running on this <laughs> right, yeah. weird racial platform and build a wall. And there's a like when he came out with that, there's a distinct drop in his percentage points. And yeah. he lost the election by like a, a record number of points. So it's like, yeah, 
And then as soon as that happened, even though Trump was supporting him the entire time, without even a fucking minute going by after the results, he said, he didn't understand my values. I didn't, he didn't, he didn't support me fully. This is what happened. Oh God. Raspberry scumbag. And now he just appointed some pharmaceutical butthole to lead like the, um, healthcare services or or FDA or some weird department that it's totally once you just can't, it's too perfect. Like it's just a perfect ethical contradiction and he's, he's right back on it. I, I, I don't know. I haven't really been watching the news. I've just been getting updates. I've been so fucking busy. Like, I moved, and you know this. It's like, for whatever, just, it's such a fucking, the society or whatever, like, it's all, like, dad stuff, but you, you have all these things that you have to change over and fix and yeah, health care yeah. and health insurance and car insurance and fucking your address. And I was just like, it's it never ends because it's something it's so bureaucratic that something always drops on the other end. So it's like yeah. I, you just don't get a minute to yourself until you're like like I showed up today because I had that gnarly fucking infected tattoo. So I had to go see a dermatologist mm-hmm. this morning, and I drove to South Carolina. I drove an hour out to uh, see this dermatologist, and I show up and they're like, I just literally she was doing her fucking nails slid a paper she's like we don't take your insurance i was like what i spoke to you yeah you know on the phone two hours ago yeah we called them we don't take it and i was like you couldn't have fucking called me but then i called my insurance which i had to get switched over and they're like oh yeah that doesn't start till january 1st like, oh well, that's god a, that's an issue because my wife's pregnant they're like mm, yeah does uh maybe your you get this now it's getting too in depth, but basically it's just like, well, fucking you can tell me. And then I go over and I went, well, we figured out why you don't take my insurance. Cause my coverage doesn't start. She's like, yeah. And I was like, you need to fucking stop doing your nails right now yeah. as we're talking. Cause I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Yeah. And I was telling you earlier, that's what I did. I got back in the car and I just fucking screamed at the top of my lungs, like in uh, American beauty, like for just like, every block as I was driving. Cause it's like when you're in your car, it doesn't fucking matter. So it's just fucking screaming. No. Cause I was already dealing with that and then dealing with car insurance. And they're like, well, we can't switch your car insurance over until New York's very particular about their license plates. And they have to have their license plates in their hand. If you're going to, Oh God, it's like, Oh my fucking Lord. So now I got to call them again. And, and then there's dumb shit that I did on my own. Like we needed a bunch of stuff. So I ordered a bunch of shit from Amazon and shipped it right to fucking Queens. So it's just amazing. So yeah, it's just uh, been one of those mornings, but it's all right. I could be in the show, tin. Life can always be, be worse, baby. Could be in, and I got a great idea. Oh, and I'm yeah. doing another. I got so many great ideas. One, I'm doing instantly. It didn't take me long before I'm doing a dad thing. I'm going to start making yeah. my own soda. Now that I got a garage. Hey, there you go. Yeah. You got the space. Be, uh, trademark Sodi beers. <laughs> so I'm going to start making, I'm going to, my, my main goal is to make the perfect Mountain Dew. Which oh, I saw it, you the, the shrewd yeah. ICP is very shrewd businessman that Fago makes their, what was it like? Moon Mist. Hill, hills and Dales or whatever. Moon Mist. <laughs> Moon Mist. Well, and I have the perfect name for my Mountain Dew knockoff, and it's fucking perfect. It's going to be called Hillwater. Mm. Sodi beer, Hillwater. That's hilarious. Hillwater. Perfect. It throws, it's, it harkens back to the original 
Mountain like Dew. old Mountain Dew, like with it had the old hillbilly prospector, exactly. like exactly sleeping on a log, tooting out mm-hmm. of a jug. Yep, hill water. That's amazing. So let's see. I'm dadding it up. I'm gonna start making my own sodi beers. Oh, and got a great idea. So we have dong dipped booze. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was talking to. So I worked an event this weekend. And I was taking money at a door, so we had to have security, and all the security they hire is just off-duty cops. So I was sitting, sassing back and forth with these off-duty Southern cops, like real deal, true blue sheriff's office. They were like really good guys, but like, you know, the type of guys that are like always fucking yanking your crank. Like they kept like very cop jokes, very dad jokes. Like I had that um, four color demons patch on my jean jacket. They're like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if we should be trusting you with those gang colors on, buddy. (laughs) Oh yeah, God, you got a knife on you, shit like that. (laughs) But but then uh, and again, super good guys, super funny guys. Uh, One of them was talking about how he hoards whiskeys. It's like he's a big whiskey collector. Like he has. Like a bunch of years of Pappy Van Winkles, including like a very special year that's really hard to get. And all these other, um, you would know more being from Rye, but I can't remember. And he was like, I had some really good whiskeys, but I drank them in my divorces. I was like, oh my God, what a great idea to brand whiskey. Divorce whiskey? Divorce whiskey. (laughs) So good. You got to go, you got to make it high. It's got, you got to scotch. Divorce scotch? Uh, no, maybe whiskey. Yeah. I think just the flow. You could have divorce whiskey brand scotch. Divorce gin for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 D- d- yeah. Any time. The I whole line Divor- of divorce. Divorce. <laughs> it should literally just be a stamp on the cheapest bottle of vodka you can find. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Divorce water. Dad voice. Misery water. Speaking um, of, like, we were talking about Louis C.K. and, like, you talk about cheap booze and like divorce ashley and i watched a um uh, a paulie shore documentary hmm. and it just uh, just brought back memories tastes and sounds because it's and it was from a couple years ago but basically paulie shore was talking about like he's living with his mom and his mom has um mm-hmm. parkinson's disease mm-hmm. so he's living with her and they're trying to sell the house but he's the documentary takes place him going on like a seven day tour. Okay. And I was like, oh, cool. It's going to be a tour. I like, I love those like documentaries, like touring comics documentaries. For sure. I think they're super interesting. Um, but he, it was so good because it's Polly Shore. He's a he, hound, right? He's, he, like, that's the best because he's like a, he's just a sad hound now. He's a oh, house boy. dog. Like, he, you know, he lived that life. Rootin' tootin' rocker. Like, he's just a dad now. He doesn't have, not married, doesn't have kids, but he's dad. Road dog dad. Just tired. Like, tired, like, talks about he's got an enlarged prostate, so he's got to, like, pee a lot. And his tour is so good, it was- Put uh, that weasel out to pasture. Oh, yeah. It's like five nights in in and around Wisconsin, a couple nights in, in Minnesota. So good. It's like Rochester, Minneapolis, Wausau, Appleton, Ooh, uh, Madison. Got, yeah. Oh, boy. No, not even a Madison? No, I don't think Madison wasn't on there. It was Wausau for sure, Appleton, Milwaukee. That's crazy. And it's the, and it's the best because he does like, it just reminded me of old JP days, like just he road dogged it, 
basement of a strip club, mm-hmm. back of a wing restaurant. <laughs> like it's oh, so. Sure. Oh man! But he was so like cool about it. Oh, like sure. Why he not? ends up he ends up in Minneapolis and like he has a sort of like a Polly Shore existential moment. He's in Minneapolis doing a gig. And I was like, God damn, 300 people? That sounds amazing, Pauly Shore. But he's also in Minneapolis when Bill Burr is there. Oh, boy. At, I forget, one of the- State theater the, or something? Probably, yeah. So he like interviews the ticket taker guy at the state theater, and he was like, why is Bill Burr here? And I'm down, I'm, I'm like, because he was in like a strip mall. Because he did a show in a, at the place is called Cinema Grill. Okay. And it's basically one of those places where you can eat and drink and watch movies. It's like an Alamo so they draft sh- house. Sh- so they shut down one of the movie theaters, and he did a show inside the movie theater. Okay. So he's like, I'm out in a strip mall, and like Bill Burr is here. So this is very funny. Like he was very, he's very aware of who he is and like how we got where he is. It's uh, and that's uh, yeah. I mean, Pauly Shore had. Uh, I can't speak for anybody's experience, but you would. He kind of had comedy on a silver platter because his yeah. mom owned the comedy store. You know, I mean, how yeah. how much more of an in do you need? By the way, I don't think Mitzi ever even passed him, or she refused to be in the room where Pauly needed to get passed. But I think eventually he did. I think so. Yeah, did sets at the comedy store, but he took that other road. Polly Shore was oh, one yeah. of the greatest stand-ups of all time. He, but he took the he took the easy money movie road, and that is what it is. He could have easily, you know, put yeah. he had you know it's like it's like Malcolm Gladwell like putting in the hours. He could have potentially been the greatest comic of all time. Oh sure, yeah. He and wanted to take what, that road, and it's not wrong that he took the other road. You know, and he took the he dipped out. It was like Michael Keaton. Keaton was a stand-up. That's how he made his name, and then he decided he was going to be an actor. That's not true. Is that true? Yeah. Michael Keaton, Keaton a was a stand-up st- comic? Yeah. I had he no did, idea. He did the comedy store in that late 70s, early 80s. What? While he was... Yeah. Why don't he did, we... He had a great WTF um, about where he talks about it. God, his I early heard days, that like, WTF, but I didn't hear... He's from Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. I yeah, he moved out to amazing. LA and did... He did I gotta go YouTube some Keaton stand-up. I don't know if it exists, but he was out there at the same time. I mean, I he's super funny. Ex- I don't know why I would be surprised that he yeah. would be a stand-up, and he's and he's super comfort comfortable, confident. Yeah, which is obviously a necessity, you would think. No, and, that, and it was interesting watching, um, watching it because Ashley and I both had the same reaction when it was over. We kind of were just talking about it. We were both like, we neither one of us realized he was a stand-up comedian. Yeah, no idea. Like I knew him, I knew him as the TV personality, you know, like as the weasel. Like he was on MTV, like he was on the Beach House. He was that guy for a few years, and then he did those movies. And then when we, you know, early two thousands, he had that reality show with his dad, where it was just like life is Pauly, right? Wait, but yes, but he did stand up before the movies, before the MTV, and then went back to stand up, or did he do the whole other? gamut and then went well because you see a lot of like look at michael richards well michael richards kind of did a his type of stand-up pre what he did but like he's not a stand you wouldn't say michael richards a stand-up you certainly wouldn't say it now but yeah you wouldn't ever have said he's a stand-up comic and that was the thing they don't show a lot of of his set so from i'm just saying this from what i gleaned from the documentary 
it seems pretty rough. Gotcha. Like he clearly took a high, like hiatus from stand up, and then came back and is like working through. Like he's got a, your typical road dog. Like go to your local comedy club saloon, and you're probably going to see Polly Shore caliber without the name recognition. Like gotcha. people are going crazy, of course. But that's because he, you know, reverts back into that, and, woo, and then we do the woo, and then the juice, and the. Make but it ironic, make, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, he even makes a joke when he's talking about the Bill Burr thing. And he's like, well, maybe part of it is because uh, he didn't brand himself as an animal and make animal noises. So he's self, he's very aware of like who he is and what he's doing. Speaking of. But it's funny just watching him to do these like rough and tumble clubs because you're like, oh, but I'm also a part of me is like. I'd do that show. That'd be fun as hell. Fuck yes. Uh, there's there should be no pity for Pauly Shore, and I don't. I'm not saying he's asking for any pity. Fucking oh, best, but there's one awesome ever. part. It's in Milwaukee, and he's sort of like flies in, and he's getting in his place, and he's checking into the hotel and joking around with the the uh, desk desk person, and he goes up, and he's like, "That's where I'm performing tomorrow." You know, so it's a slow zoom across a like barren parking lot close to the airport to this sprawling mega complex and he's like what every boy dreams doing comedy in the basement of a strip club (laughs) so he goes to do the show and this woman shows up and she's like very attractive curvaceous woman and she's like he's taking pictures with his fans and she just like comes up and sort of like hugs him from behind and he's like hey whoa and she's like don't you remember me? Like right away. Oh, no. And he's like, fuck. She's like, do you remember me? And he's like, sure. You know, he's playing it off as best he can. And of course it's the best story. She's like, we were, you did me from behind at the playboy mansion. And he's just sort of like, uh, so he like hangs out with her for a while afterwards. And she is just fucking looney tunes off of <laughs> her fucking it. rocker. And he's like sitting on a chair, like crumpled up. Just trying to get out. He's being super nice, super nice. And she's kind of all over the place. And he's like, you've been drinking? She's like, I hadn't drank, drank earlier. And he's like, you on drugs? She's like, no, I'm not on drugs. <laughs> and then has that like dead eyes. Uh, that's when, And uh, he's like, uh, come on, let's go. I want to go watch the girls. And she's like, I want to watch girls. And it's just sort of this like, he's totally like looking around the room because he at one point points to a poster because the porn star Alexis Texas is upstairs. Gotcha. He's like, oh, look at her. Doesn't she have nice breasts? And she just goes, lifts her shirt. And she's like, I have nice breasts. And he's like, I was talking about cool, cool. Like he's just on the hook with this crazy woman whom he may or may not have had sex with. Right. She looks like she would have been at the Playboy Mansion, but she's fucking off her her rocker. That's, um, I was saying, what did I hear? Like, oh yeah, old, yeah. That's like that's the shit that. Um, it's just the face of that you're like. You. Everybody, you're like you were like, oh, I wish I had his life, fucking rocking and rolling, drinking, doing drugs. But no, that's what happened when you're in your forties, almost fifties. That's what that looks like. That shit comes back to bite you. You have people still trying to like Pauly Shore, like he's got money, he's okay, but like he doesn't have a ton of money. Like people still like glomming onto his fame and he's like i'm in the basement of a fucking wing joint and still he's like the comic version of the wrestler yes no exactly it is totally 
He should be played by Mickey Rourke, which would actually be fucking hilarious. Oh my god, Mickey Rourke as Paul. That would be so good, Mickey Rourke. Like you could literally just uh, script bot three thousand the wrestler and just make it the comic, old washed up comic. Old pop heavy weird character. Trying to go instead of like pumping iron on steroids for that one pump before a shitty show. You have a guy going over trying to write new edgy new material that fits the new generation before he goes and does the basement of a strip club and bombs. He's just stealing. He's stealing other people's jokes because he hasn't written a joke in twenty five years. Right. Instead of a staple wrestling match, it's like he's got to do like some kind of you know. It's one of those busting sketch show (laughs) where he's going to win like a grand. Uh, Like he's going up against like the the best and brightest that Columbus, Ohio has to offer. And he's like, he's got to win. I need that thousand bucks so I can fix my car and drive to Hollywood. Trademark, trademark, trademark. That's a great (laughs) idea for uh, that. And literally there's a scene going all the way back to our anti-Chauvy tin. There's a great scene in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I don't remember what season, but a Larry David goes into a supermarket and he uh-huh. looks behind the deli counter and the guy slicing deli meats is Louis C.K. Obviously, this is long. I don't yeah. know if they use Louis's real name. I don't remember. This is long. This is before Louis was who, as well known as he is as, as a superstar. But Larry David's like, what are you doing? Because Larry David recognizes him mm-hmm. as a comic. He's like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I... You know, I'm just trying to make ends meet. And he's like, what are you, what are you doing? Because he, like, Louis is a, like mm-hmm. a comic. His, his character is supposed to be a guy who had good writing gigs and all this stuff. He's like, oh, I fell in hard times. I'm like, oh, my God. And then the bit in the show is that Louis asked Larry David to borrow. He asked to borrow, like, $7,500. <laughs> and, of course, Larry David's like, ah. He's a billionaire, but he's like, I yeah. don't borrow money to friends. I but, um. Or he want he's like you got to get out of here. What do you do? Some shows. He's like, oh, this this has good benefits, but it's like that's your that's your scene in the wrestler where he's got to work that mm-hmm. amazing scene where he's working with Todd Barry behind the deli oh, counter yeah. and he punches the uh, the the deli <laughs> slicer. That's so crazy. That movie's great. You and I were drinking divorce whiskey in that movie. Oh yeah, we totally were. Yeah, we and I, I recall Jameson. our only complaint about the movie was could use more wrestling. Yeah, you sure could have. That was yeah. my only letdown. I was like, I wanted a little more in-ring. Could have used yeah. a little more in-ring action. Otherwise, great movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. It could have had a few more. Did he ever... Oh, yeah, because the part of the premise of the movie, no spoilers, is that like if he wrestles again, he could die, right? Because of oh, yeah, like, that all the final ram he's had. That final ram jam is yeah. going to explode his heart. Uh, so, oh, yeah, the heart, right. Hmm. So good. I've been. I like. I, I was at a dermatologist today. Didn't get seen because. And it's probably nothing. Like I looked it up. Like I have like these little pimples around my new tattoo, uh, and but they spread a little. They, they they're spread a little too wide. Too little. Too wide spread for my comfort. And of course, gotcha. my hypochondriac brain is like, well, this is also spreading into my bloodstream. Yep. Like some kind of poisonous serum, it's going to reach my heart and stop my heart. So for like three days, I had <laughs> chest pains. I was like, I'm short of breath. It's got to be related. It can't have anything to do with like me not getting enough sleep and all the weird changes and stuff. So it's like, well, so now I finally like went to see a doctor. And of course, I didn't see it. But I don't know. We'll see. And of course, I'm like, did this fucking tattoo artist 
dong dip this needle. Even though I saw him open the needles, did he pre-dong dip and then reseal right the, the needles? Hole? Like I'm like straight forensic files. Like yeah, fucking yeah. Harry and the Henderson AIDS did me. Oh, totally. Into he, the needle, a, and now I got these little SVU. dots around. You got SVU'd. You're like a bad B plot line where it's like, yeah, so the tattoo artist was addicted to a buzzing the needle in his dick hole before he does it, and now you have like chlamydia of the arm. Yeah, exactly. I was I literally went through that. I was like, you know what happened too is and it, it couldn't possibly because it's the nicest kid ever. Um and I know everything I look up about it is what happened is I kept the plastic wrap on my tattoo for too long because it was yeah. like the tattoo took a really long time because he's new and he really wanted to do a good job and he did a good job. Um, but most tattoo places don't even wrap your tattoo anymore. Like it's kind of like you just let the tattoo breathe and you put some lotion on it, but we wrapped the tattoo and it was just so long and I got home so late. I just fell asleep with it on. You're Ah, supposed to just basically keep that saran wrap on it until you get home and you can let it breathe shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened is basically I just created a Petri dish of like open wound for bacteria to get in. So I fell asleep with that. And then when I realized I did that, I woke up, took a shower, and then I just slathered it in, uh, like and ointment, which I mm-hmm. guess is not. Which when I first started getting tattoos was a, this is like dad tattoo hour now, which yeah. is like uh, when I first started getting tattoos was the thing you just like put that on there, but like I guess I overdid it and it clogs the pores and like if you do get a little like rash, it kind of helps it spread. So all yeah. of the signs lead to i did exactly what all these websites tattoo websites are saying that's why you have this and just do yeah, the hardest yeah. thing possible and just leave it be just let but it i was alone. like this yeah. baby's spread. i got this tattoo november or october 30th it's the 13th i got it i feel a fresh pimple like it's like spread to my chest so i gotta go find <laughs> so you have weaponized acne yeah, you know, and it, that's what it is. It literally, it and it's like the worst part is like you get a cool like tattoo you that never looks better than when it's yeah. fresh. It looks like the pimpliest face, <laughs> Hans from ninth grade. It is horrendous to look at because the white. It's literally like you got a dry one here, a big juicy white one here, <laughs> one opening up as you speak it's gross it's gross so your arm looks like if charles bukowski got a tattoo on his yes. neck when he was 16 yes so it's it's been a bummer but uh i forget who told me but somebody it was like someone i worked with and they were like talking about you know you're a waiter bartender you're like you're always stiff or something someone's like oh i gotta go get it get a massage or something go do do a spa but i gotta do it cheap like i don't want to spend any money yeah and it was just like an old movie like this guy turned from the shadows and was like let me tell you a story about a cheap massage okay. so he just goes into like he got this like full body like beautiful massage and it like heated up his back and like opened up all his pores and then right before he left they covered his back in baby powder which just ch- turned his entire back into Zit City, USA. Uh, because uh, all the heat opened the pores up, and they're like, all right, well, you're done. Boom, 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 boom. And he was like, I could just feel it clogging every pore from my neck to my butt cheeks. And I was like, oh, my God. And he really did, like, break out and everything? 
Because it's awful. Yeah. It's like so. Oh man, you he tried to get. Over. He was like, I tried to get rid of it, but he was like, I didn't realize until I left, and you already felt scratchy. And like by the time you get home, wash it off. Boop, the pores boop, boop, have already boop. closed yeah. around that. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's that's exactly it's exactly what I got, and it's like you feel like you can't. It's just like having pimples on your face. I'm sure when I go to a dermatologist, they will prescribe me the same shit you. If you had really, really bad acne, I didn't, I didn't, I probably had it bad enough to go to a dermatologist, but like they give you the hardcore shit, but yeah, I don't know. Old zitty arms. Old, gross. And somebody was like, (laughs) let me see your new tattoo. And I was like, "Mm -mm." like somebody with like bad teeth. I was like, no way. Like what? Smile for us. It's gross. (laughs) Somebody, somebody dung dipped their needle. God. Oh, he put it right in that big juicy pimple of his. Uh, 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 oh, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> is when I was having these panics when the when so two pimples showed up. I was like, oh, yeah. gross. Like, but every once in a while, you know, as an adult, you still get a little pimple, and they just happen sure, to show yeah. up right on the outside of the tattoo, just two pimples. And the next yeah. day, I'm like, mm. there was like twelve, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like I was just like, oh god. And then I open my phone and I see a text from the tattoo artist, super nice kid, just checking in on me. And he says, says, says this, oh, just checking in. Just want to see how your tattoo's healing. I was like, oh my God, he poisoned me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> so, uh, God, I'm going to need some divorce whiskey when I have to divorce myself from my arm. <laughs> Bye, honey. Take that machete to the arm. Uh, God, let's see. You think? Did we already mention old Hendig's out of town? He's not to be seen until next week. Yeah. Bel- we, oh my Bel- God, he's gonna man. have some horny, lorny stories, don't you think? I hope so. Isn't Belize full of Belizean boy, Belize boys? Oh yeah, those Belize boys. Yeah. Henning was. I, I saw that twenty twenty. <laughs> I thought they were ladies. No, I bet. I, you, I don't take Henning for a tush honker. I take him for like a, a nah. cat. An old George H.W. Bush buns tap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you hear that? Oh, it was. I was like, yes. <laughs> Just the most classic, awful, dead, inappropriate touch. You yeah, know who my favorite magician is. You heard the other, the like the excuse for many of them, right? Uh, he. I forget what was it. It was just a little too randy. No, they were just like he's too paralyzed in a wheelchair. Therefore, his arms are at Bun's level. So if he accidentally taps Bun's, it's just because he can't control uh, his arms. Because he it's can't like, reach any higher to the small of your back. That's so fucking crazy. Sorry, honey. And that was his joke. Was like, you want to know my favorite magician? And then his mummy hand cups your butt cheek. David Copperfield. That wasn't a real thing, was it? That was his line. That was the line they said he would say. And then he'd... Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, no, that's, that's true. Good. That's good. That's... I mean, good in the worst ways, obviously, but... That... Can you... I'd send him to joke jail, not yeah, harassment. Know, right? Not the harassment who scow. He and Louie can bunk up. <laughs> yeah, they're just both idiot pigs for, the, for those moments. Um... Oh, what was I gonna say? All right, yeah. I, I was like, I'm. I feel like I'm. I got so when you have so much going on in your head, you can't like pinpoint on something. You showed me a video, 
and I need help on this. You okay. showed me a new Will Ferrell Adam McKay vehicle. Yes. And I'm looking at it, and you're like, do you recognize who's in that shit? And you said a yeah. name that I hadn't thought of in 20 years. And oh, I'm yeah. going to no, need a refresher yeah. on it, because apparently this woman that's cast, in cast, yeah. across Amy Sedaris... Uh, is on this new show, and you and I used to work with her, not in New York, not in no, any of no. the acting or comedy circles, but at a Starbucks. Did, was she an aspiring actus, actress ever? I don't recall her being I, pleasant to be around. Her, I forget her last name, but her first name is Sunita. Yeah. She's a very uh, attractive uh, Indian woman, Indian-American woman. Um. We met, and it was, because it was one of those weird things. So we worked, Hans and I worked with her at the uh, Starbucks in downtown Minneapolis. And when we met her, like, she was, basically, we were adversarial with her, because this was, at when we've told the story, like, we stuck it to the man, and fired the fucking evil manager, and then got the most corporate awful manager afterwards. Right. Who fired every single one of our friends. And yeah. kept Hans, myself, and then uh, Smooth Talk and Richard. Oh, yeah. The shift manager. Um, so she was hired in as, like, a scab, in our opinion. Like, fuck you, you scab. Yeah. Um, she was, like, super type A, nerdy, like, high polyester mom jeans. Right, wasn't like, there, totally... there was something very odd. Like, she had, like, her shirt was too long and her pants were too high, so she always had this weird kind of diaper frumpy situation. Yeah, she was just, like, an awkward lady. And, like, okay. she was engaged to this guy, this Indian guy, and they were supposed to be getting married. So we were just like, oh, she's just, that's her frumpy Starbucks outfit. Like, a, right. a shirt, two sizes too big, and then, like, a computer teacher's pants. Sure. So it was like, she's cute, but she dresses like a substitute teacher. So we worked with her and she was fine. Like, uh, and then, you know, years go by and Hans and I are doing comedy in Minneapolis. We moved to New York city and we're, it was after a whitest kids, you know, show. And we, they, like they debuted a music video that Trevor had made and we were watching it. And then there's a quick turn and a girl looks at the camera and you and I are both like, that girl looks really fucking familiar. Why does she look familiar? And after that show, we're out in the bar drinking and w she comes up to us because we hear her voice and she goes, Hans ah, Casey. And we turn and we're like, oh shit, we know you. And she reintroduces herself and she's like, it's me, Sunita. We work together. And we're like, oh shit, in Minneapolis. Total like 80s movie. Like she went from like frumpy dumpy, like nerd, like total like high heels dress, the whole thing. And we're just like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, I'm, I live in New York now. I'm an actor. I'm in this. And we're like, wait, what? Who? Okay. And I, then you know, I like, didn't remember randomly any of that see second her part of it. Through, uh, you know, every now and again at stuff, and then I don't know. She obviously moved to Los Angeles and is now in a TV show, right? But I was telling Ashley, and I was like, it's like the most random. If you think about your job and just the most random coworker you have, who you just like. Or like, yeah, they're fine, whatever. And it turns out like, oh, they're, you know, like they're in a Will Ferrell show now. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was That was like, weird. When I, the first week I moved to New York, there was a guy that we worked with at Starbucks. Couldn't tell you his name. 
I won't like just instantly like vinegar and water. If that's oil and water instantly, this guy was just like, he was very type a hadn't wanted nothing to do with us. Kind of, I'll, I'll describe him to you. He was, he was kind of squat, like a pear balding little, maybe a little scruffy beard. Yeah, his name was Casey as well. Um, was is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, because the first week where he and he just totally disliked us, and then the worst thing you can do is um, voice your dislike of us because oh, that yeah. is blood in the water, and we will we're coming. We're coming for you. Yeah, that's it. Like you know, most likely not- to try and win you over in the most heavy-handed way possible. Yes. He's like you don't fucking like me. And tonight you're going to fucking love me. Right. Exactly. So the first week I'm in New York, I'm riding the subway and this guy is on the, like, I didn't know he's going to move to New York, but sure enough, this guy moves to New York to be like in finance or something. And I'm only in New York for like a week. And probably this guy was just there too. And we're both holding the, the chains on the subway, sees me from across the subway and was just like the look of sadness that came over his face. Like almost like his look was like, I Moved here only to get away from you. Like, that's it. <laughs> and here you and are. there you are. Oh, God. So oh, I no, think- that dude cracked me up. The only thing I remember about him was I, too, also saw him in New York. Yeah. I think it's because he must have lived on 23rd Street. Because mm. I was getting on and off the subway around that area just because that's where you worked when we pretty close to when we first moved there. Sure. So I remember running into him and was like, oh, dude, hey, what's up? And he looked fucking neat as a pin like dressed to the nines and i still looked like my normal slobby self and it was the same thing it was just kind of like you i wish i'd never met you now you both are here you both ruined the city for me exactly like i swear i'm not i can never be convinced but i think there's two families in my neighborhood that moved away just because of me Maybe My favorite memory, the only other memory I have of that Casey guy is he was such a nerd, but not in like a, a way that I could identify with. He was such a nerd. He was avoiding the Led Zeppelin song about Lord of the Rings because he didn't want spoilers for all three Lord of the Rings movies. Ooh, ooh! I didn't know. I thought you were going to say he's a money nerd. He's a true. No, he's, he's like a depth. He's in the depths. Because it w- the song Smiled. started playing while I was working with him at Starbucks because it was on like a mix, one of the Starbucks mixes. He was like, nope, 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 nope. You have to change the song. And I was like, what? It's Led Zeppelin. He was like, it's about Lord of the Rings and the movies aren't out yet. I don't want it spoiled. <laughs> it's like those books been out for 50 years. Oh, God. If anybody out there knows this guy's number, I want to leave him voicemail spoiling any possible. I want to leave him the end of Stranger Things 2. <laughs> I want to give him a Fat Rudy update. <laughs> Fat Rudy. Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it, yeah. Yeah. Bringing it back. Bringing, bringing old Fat Rudy back. I was like, like, everything was right on the money with the direction they're going. Like, yeah. Like, there's a little legacy action with Fat Rudy. There's a little mm-hmm. alien-style legacy yep, with Paul yep. Reiser. There's a Big nod to the 80s bro hunk with that new character. Yep. I think his name is oh, Billy or something. Yeah, Billy. God, he's great. Because they don't have to. I was like, 
I love. Uh, wait, you know what? Spoiler territory. I was gonna say what happens to him, but like I totally thought they were gonna do something with him, and they just kept it from start to finish, same setup, no yeah. need. And I just loved that. I was like, oh, perfectly, perfect. like perfect. And that's. I don't know if you watched the Beyond Stranger Things. Interview I watched segments. some of it. Yeah. Um, Ash and I watched them all, and they the Duffer Brothers talk about Billy the character, and they're. And I thought mission accomplished because they were like, like in all good Stephen King books, we needed a human villain. Right. Like you have all this other crazy stuff going on, but there's always like a human villain in the background that could mess it up for the heroes trying to accomplish and fight like extraterrestrial or paranormal. And I was like, that's perfect. Like they totally, he's perfect. He's an asshole. You humanize him for a second and you're like, okay, that kind of justifies why you're such a dick. And then he just is that. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was great. That actor's amazing. Yeah. He's really like Rob Lowe incarnate. Australian. He's an Aussie. Yeah. Aussie hunk. God, I don't know how. I just, those fucking, uh, uh, not foreigners, but those uh, English, Englanders, that's not a, I don't know what you call them. <laughs> Brits. Old Englanders. The old Englanders, the Aussies, the Zealands. Uh, I mean, they just can, I would have never known it, like how easily they can hammer the American yeah. affectation. And like, I could never, like, put me in a BBC show. There, what is that guy from Tallahassee? <laughs> I, I wouldn't even be able to act uh, like from American my own type enough. of American. Yeah. <laughs> Just be so bad. Does that happen? Do Americans go to England and take on English accents and act in English things? Is that a thing? I it can't. You have to be amazing. You'd have to be. I feel so like it's already good. stacked against you. Like you have to be like such a high caliber actor. For them to like buy it because they're already gonna be like fucking American coming to England stealing our jobs. Yeah, because Keanu Reeves like accidentally did an English accent for a movie and they crucified him. Um, Costner Gate, Prince What's of that? Thieves Gate. Everyone's problem with Costner's English very. I mean, rightfully so. It goes in in Prince of Thieves. His accent waxes and wanes with the wind. Does he do an English accent in, in, in... He starts, and I feel like they're just like, eh, forget it. Oh, boy. I gotta... Uh, I don't mind rewatching that one a bit. I hope, it's, hope it holds up. Oh, uh, always. Uh, oh, I, I thought you were saying Costner Gate. I thought our favorite Kevin grabbed some dogs oh, no. or something. Only when, only when asked. <laughs> yeah. I bet nobody would go... Oh, I don't want to get spicy. Oh, Costner yanks his cock out. You fucking thank your lucky stars. <laughs> thank <your> lucky. <laughs> you call your mom and let her know what's happening. Oh, what if Costner's thing is not like, because if it's the, it's Sun and Moon store, right? If Louis C.K.'s pulling out his fat, weird, redheaded cock, you're like, ugh. But if Costner mm. just, his thing is like to get a poor young actress a in a, bit. yeah, in a dressing room and just drop trow and flex those butt cheeks of his. <laughs> It's like you a get more monkey. swoons than allegations. I'll tell you that. He's just presenting his rear, <laughs> madam. A lot of moms, a lot of moms would pay good. That that's his like Pauly Shore like Road Dog movies. Like I used to be in the pictures. Now I perform in the basement of strip clubs, flexing my butt cheeks for fifty bucks an hour. Fifty bucks a flex. 
Oh fuck! I lost my train of thought. I had something there. You got you got the vapors. You do got the vapors. Kevin Costner cheeks. The Windies. Uh, Ashley and I have been watching a show on Netflix. Now speaking of like American and Americans doing uh, English accents, there's a show. <clears throat> it's it is so beautifully Canadian. Uh-oh. It's amazing. There's two seasons. I think Netflix just picked it up. It's called Slasher. Oh yeah, I've I've seen that. That's available. Um, I won't say it's great. It's enjoyable if you're a fan of the slasher movie genre. I am, but it is so awesome watching Canadians play at sort of like USA USA because it's so kind in its violence and so kind in its sort of like edge that it's funny like it's fun to watch just and be like oh man they're so is this what canadians think americans are like like there's a scene with a bully and like he's even too much of a bully for his bully friends and they're like we're going home and he's like screw you and then he's (laughs) and it's (laughs) i was like that's so impractical he's riding his bmx bike and then has a bat in one hand and then smashing mailboxes while on a bike and i was like that's so impractical and so difficult there's a reason that you do it in a car not on the back of a bike there's like a there was a a movie a while back and it was everybody was hyping it up they're like it's so weird and like the title's so ironic and it's so dark and so twisted it's called hobo with a shotgun yes and it was starring um help me out here rutger hauer rutger hauer and I was like, I watched it. It's a fine piece of cinema, but it's Canadian. And yes, no matter, oh, and it's it dark. It's supposed to be so dark. There's so much killing in it. And like people are burned alive and decapitated, but it's Canadian. So just because it's Canadian, that darkness has the softest edge. Yep. You oh, yeah. could, I mean, there's no splinters on that baby. So no matter what, like you put that accent and you put that kind of like, like they'll decapitate somebody and they'll be like, can I get you a Tom Hortons? It's like, this is insane. Oh, no. And that's the thing. It's hobo. That's a good analogy because, like, that's kind of how Slasher is. Like, it's supposed to be rough. The gore is awesome. Like, all of the, like, practical effects in it are really cool. Ooh, I want to, yeah. Um, But it totally has that, like, oh, that's the Canadian Reese Witherspoon. That's the Canadian <laughs> Ben Affleck. <laughs> like, Amazing. That's, like, these great sort of just, like analogs because it was like that's the most beautiful woman in canada speaking of canadian ben afflecks i saw thor recently fine movie very cheeky uh jeff goldblum you go for the gold stay for the bloom it's a good movie i I will say it's a good movie but yeah i mean i'm not i'm not the critic to be complaining that it, it is what it is suspend your disbelief thor is so like it's hard. It's hard in superhero movies, but there's no like you're just done from the beginning because you're like they literally create a. Vi- Have you seen it? No, but I know. I know the. I know of it. I know the, sure the storyline yeah. and everything. They create yeah. a villain that's the most powerful villain ever, right? It's hell, right? It's the yeah it's Norse Satan, basically. Well, no, there's that, but the main villain, her name is. Not spoilers, but it's it's a it's a different woman played by not Emma Thompson, but I forget who she one of the, somebody who the whoever the other actress that I always get mixed up with Emma mm-hmm. Thompson. 
Um, <laughs> she played Queen Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Um, anyways, they create her as an unbeatable villain. They they mm-hmm. face off. She is. And then for no reason, in the conclusion, spoilers, but you already know this is going to happen, she's defeated. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's tough, but that's not where I'm going. Is, yeah. And that is a spoiler, by the way. Like, I, literally, that's the spoiler-ist of spoilers. So I'll have to bleep it. But, uh, oh, and I spoiled yeah. it to you. You hadn't seen it. But well, I, I know mean, that I've he, I've seen him on the set of Avengers. Like right. I know that everybody's fine. Uh, I'm sorry about that. But what I do want to say is, fuck DC, just come on, come on. The one movie we you and I had been fantasizing about, we've been casting for Could, over yeah. a decade. I saw the trailer for it, and I'll just yeah. I'll distill the trailer down to one scene. One oh, scene sure I could probably in guess. which Aquaman is riding yes. on the side of the fucking Batmobile, <laughs> trident facing forward, and he just goes, Woohoo! I'm just like, I know, fuck I know. this fucking movie. How'd you fuck it up so bad? The, uh, you know what? Surprise me. Surprise me and be good. I don't think there's a fucking chance in hell. I think it it's going to get more credit because it's not terrible, but that won't make it good. Oh, I from the trailer, if they they were hope, you know what, you know what, I want to go in with an open mind, but I hope, I hope they were like, we don't want to spoil any of the good shit, so let's put kind of the the weird, stupid ass, mediocre scenes that should have been cut. Hopefully, are cut from the movie, and that's where our trailer will be. But yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. Like you and I grew up, we, you and I are fans of Aquaman because he's been the goat. Yes, forever. Am, yeah, like he's been a laughing stock character for a long time, and mm-hmm. great writers have like raised the bar and made him a legit character. Like to be able to stand shoulder to shoulder with Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman. But I agree with you; that is the most unAquamany thing. Yes, <laughs> is him like. Rooting and tooting on the back of a fucking motorcycle. I need, I need my, well, you know what? I I will, like, as far as super, like, I'm way, I realize how way beyond, behind I am. Because now that I'm hanging out with my nephew who loves superheroes and we saw Thor, I'm like, oh man, I like haven't seen, I've only, I haven't even seen the, the, the last, I didn't see the last Thor. I didn't see Doctor Strange. I didn't see the Avengers. I didn't see, uh, Civil War. I, I I'm so behind on all these, and I need to get catch up, catch caught up because he wants me to watch the next Avengers. But I did see Batman v Superman, and that was a steaming pile of shit. But apparently, yeah. Wonder Woman was good, so I guess that's the one I got to pull out for some that redemption. Worth, it's definitely like it's enjoyable. Oh, it is. Boy, it I don't is. Like that. Oh boy. No, no, it's good. Like. It, it's you know what it's not a masterpiece, but none of these superhero movies are going to be a masterpiece. It is so right. much. The only reason where people are still kind of talking about Justice League is because Wonder Woman does Did such well. a good job, and there's some yeah. great, great scenes in it, like great action set pieces. Gal Gadot's great. Chris Pine's good. Oh, as yeah, Delight. I heard that. Like he's great. Like only only he could pull that part off. I By being tough. sort the of Captain that, Man. like, sort of Harrison Ford, Han Solo, Indiana Jones-esque character, where it's like, he's tough, but he's he's flawed. 
So you believe him sure. cracking jokes or you believe him, you know, running from a gunfight. What uh, it's um, good. It's uh, but it, I feel like it's you're gonna have the same reaction as Thor. You're like, it was fun, but you get to the end and you're like, oh, okay. Do you feel like but I feel like DC is trying to be too much like Marvel? It's trying to be too like fan fantasy fantasy, whereas I always really enjoyed DC because it it was a it felt a little bit more grounded in reality with Gotham and Metropolis and all this stuff. So like yeah. now it just feels like it's <clears throat> super too supernatural. And then at the well, same and- time, they scumbagged us, and we don't have a Martian Manhunter played by Bob Odenkirk, but we don't have a Martian Manhunter in in Justice League. No. Why is that? No. I don't know. Could be a really amazing character. Yeah, why not? Especially in the current sort of world we live in, you have this alien that is like what the fuck's non-gen- going on? a non-gendered alien. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cool conversation, cool character to have. Are but they? I, I get ahead. they can't. Like, he's green. So if you cast like Idris Elba, he's <laughs> technically not. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. It's you're gonna cast a, a a black guy or a white guy, but he's gonna have green skin. You, so you're not you, being representative because you've put black over, you know, green over the face of a like Denzel Washington. Why does Marshall who would Man be an amazing to be black? I maybe in my head I always pictured him as. Did you not as like, but being that character, like having that super interesting. sort of like voice and command. Always, always, for whatever, I don't know why, that's, to me, in my head, always sort of like a gruff. Spicy, huh? Maybe going back to, like, you know. So all uh, black people are aliens to you. Like, just the Darth Vader voice. Like, James Earl Jones, like, sort of has that, you need that, to be that, have that much gravitas, man. That's interesting. Are they fighting the Legion of Doom in the Justice League movie? No. Fuck, like, just get it right. This is why I'm screaming in the car, because nobody <laughs> fucking can get things right that are so obvious in front of you. When I'm dealing with my health insurance, just fucking type the right digits into your fucking computer box. And then even computers, like my computer, for whatever reason now, is is not a laptop anymore, because now it mm-hmm. doesn't hold any power. It has to be plugged in as soon as it, it's like an old Magnavox. Yeah. As soon as that power supply, it literally closes like, yeah. And so it's like, well, all right, so you're fucking useless now. God, what yeah. happened? Like my fucking something in my car. Nobody can get shit right. I'm the only person on the planet that knows what the fuck I'm doing. All you got to mm-hmm. do is make, just fucking make it right. And I, and I got to be honest with you, I'm watching The Killing Joke right now. I'm halfway through. Yeah. And I love DC animated movies. I think they've fucking done such a good job on so many of them, especially yeah. um, Dark Knight. I don't know what's happening with Killing Joke. They've they got us. Have you seen it? No, I know what they changed. I know they added a little prologue. Fucking A, did they ever add a prologue? Fucking Christ. Um... Just get it right. Just people, just everybody needs to get all the dong dippers out of Hollywood because they're probably (laughs) all of them. Get them all out of Marvel, all out of DC because you know those comic book nerds are fucking jerking off in front of their fucking interns that want to fucking ink some lettering. Oh, they they did already. Did you read the guy that one of the 
big guys behind DCTV? Is Casada out? No, no, Alan Kreisberg, basically the second in command, the guy who brought Flash and oh, all of the other shows. Go ahead, yeah. Uh, he's a he kind of looks like an ugly Quentin Tarantino, but he's been catting around with people he shouldn't have been touching and grabbing. Well, good. So ladies or guys or whoever, victims, get out there. Get rid of these motherfuckers. If not to, you know, start the healing process. We'll start the healing process for me, too, because people need to start fucking getting it right. <laughs> getting it right. Uh, you know what? Bill Gates, I guarantee you that motherfucker shit on shit in some mouths he wasn't supposed to. Out. <laughs> oust him. And let's get a real person in here with some software experience. I'll design it. Put me in the big seat. Put me in coach. I'll, <laughs> I'll simplify it. Fucking Christ. Ah. <sighs> And that's it. I, now I got to go. I got to get. I, I don't know what time it is, but I know it's time for me to I can hit the trail again and get back on the phone with these motherfuckers. Pack it up. Fucking just. Uh, oh, eh, life is good, but I got to tell you, man, put them all in the show. tin. I'm going to start hashtagging some people. Just I, I don't know. Some time for some false allegations. Maybe not. But yes, Maybe not. I'm putting but- some. This tin is going to be so goddamn full of showvies. Oh, man, I'm gonna and they're gonna be smoked, baby, because I'm gonna smoke them. It's <laughs> time to smoke some southern oysters. Doctor Toilet Larry Storch is coming to town. Oh yeah, baby, it's time to scorch some motherfuckers. Just fucking <laughs> get it right, just as I cannot believe. I mean, honestly, the ooh, I I kind of like their choice for the new Punisher though. Um, oh, that's gonna be good though. Yeah, I think it might. He's be. rad. Uh, I love that actor. Did you see Daredevil season two at all? No, I'm not there yet. I'm really behind on stuff. What did I say? I, uh, I, 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 that's <laughs> worth it because you know he, he premieres in that season. Do you know why I'm behind on stuff? Because I do things like this. So now, living your as, life as part of our scumbag, uh, be, the only way to get uh, internet out here was. A part of the package you have HBO with it. They say it's included, but it's yeah. the reason it's probably ten dollars more than it should be. So we have HBO. Yeah. All right, and I had Perfect. to fucking set up HBO Go yesterday, and it was a fucking nightmare. Cause you just get it right. But <laughs> uh, I finally got it set up, and what do I do with it? Because apparently HBO is amazing. Yeah, oh, I don't. Yeah. You have HBO Go. They don't short shrift you. Every no, piece, you get every uh, every ever piece of material they've ever created is there for you. It kind of makes a pain in the ass to scroll through, and you don't want sure. to know what you're getting into. If you guys get a chance, and you have HBO Go, or you have some friends HBO Go, yeah. scroll down through the documentaries, and there's a documentary oh, called Mob Stories. And it's a documentary from the mid-90s. It's so good. It's joy work. And and like as soon as it came on, I was like, "What the fuck is this? This is an old because documentaries have gotten very well oh, yeah. produced now. It's it's a legitimate thing. Back then, an HBO documentary looked like you and I put it together with iMovie. Yeah. Oh yeah. White print, scrolling black background. The mob been around since and just bullshit information that everybody knows. And then stamp font, boom, mob stories. Cut to a mobster. They're like, some of the identities have been uh, changed. Cut to this mobster in the worst. I was like, does he have a cut on his forehead? No. 
He's got the worst fake beard and mustache falling off, like yes. blowing in the wind as he talks. Yeah. But then he also has like fake makeup like for halloween to like kind of puffy up his and change his features and like a fake nose that's done really bad and his forehead looks like he has a big craggy cut on it but that's just because he has a weird ratty wig that cuts down (laughs) to his forehead and it's just like he looks so he looks like the caveman from the geico commercials and i was like this is amazing and he's talking about like stories about ratting out John Gotti and then cut to the next guy. And I was like, oh, this is a fucking thing. Cut to the next guy, like Joey Vitriori. And mm-hmm. he's got a fucking ratty little like Fu Manchu mustache. Same <laughs> craggy line across his forehead. And I was like, this is unreal. I can't believe this was a thing. And at the time, this yeah. was like, like kids go to bed. Your dad's going to watch his mob show. And it's yeah, like, of course. So, yeah. so that's why I need to like, all this amazing new content that is out there. Give a old, give an old uh, South Dakota a, boy HBO, and yeah. he's gonna hunt out the old gnarly mob stories and real sex. Uh, yes, all night I know, long. I'm sure real sex is on there, unless that was Probably. Showtime or something. But it's gotta be. They used to have. I mean, maybe it was when we used it for my parents. They had a late night section, and it had all the like. Oh yeah, cat cat house stories. Exactly. <laughs> Apparently, when you go to document like HBO's, like they make a lot of good content now. But like their big thing back in the day was just like it was called Autopsy. Yeah, and it was just a oh, yeah. show yeah, that yeah. where they like just fucking do autopsies, man. Unreal. That little old man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The coroner. Pre-coroner, the good coroner. Coroner. The one that made the name. All right. Uh, I don't we're doomed? Remember. Are we doomed? We Legion are. Legion of doomed? I'm doomed. Everybody, yeah, we're Legion of doomed, but we're not. We're not doomed. They're not dooming us. They won't. They're that's, fu- that's everybody's fucking doomed. But Justice me. League 2. Yes. Justice League 2. Get me on board. Uh, I don't know. What character needs to come in? The Shade? Is there a guy named The Shade? There is a guy named The Shade. And I'm not making it spicy. No, but for no. The Shade, I'm casting Kel. <laughs> Bringing him back. I'm Tarantino-ing he just, him. He just woke up from a nap. He was like, someone's talking about me, and they said casting, and my, my name. My ear's itching. My nose's itching. <laughs> uh, uh, that show was fucking spicy. We'll get into it next time. But I, oh, yeah. you go back. I've never seen something so stepping and fetch it. In all my days, and I oh, watched it in oh, your yeah, lifetime. Yeah. Literally, oh, yeah. you have a character like Goose not Goose but like skidding into a room like, Did somebody say orange soda? It's like, oh, God, are you no, yeah. fucking out of your mind, show? Uh, that's had some head of the class listed. Let's call oh, yeah. out Fatty Dennis. I'm going to go online. I'm going to yeah. go on Twitter right now. It's over <laughs> for him. He's, he's doomed. We're doomed. See you next week, Henning. Henning better watch his fucking ass. Tell you that. Better have some tall tales for us. Yeah. Or he's going to get a hashtag. What stays in Belize, you better hope stayed there. (laughs) Dancing hen. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was. There was. Episode 69. Oh, I'm just eating a few shelves out of the show tin. So good. 
Mm, yeah, I just having so many showbiz. You know, I can do that because I'm gray. Okay, it's just mm, 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 mm. man. If you like this this episode of Jerk uh, Practice, mm, uh, why don't you go ahead and and, and go on over to jerkpractice.com, or maybe uh maybe maybe take a little little toot off the Facebook page. It's at Jerk Practice Pod. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Maybe go back and listen to some more episodes and give us a review. Maybe give us a share. Those things really help help people find the pod. You know what I mean? And uh, we also have another podcast. Yeah, that's have a good night, court. Uh, we'll watch episodes of Night Court. I'm almost out of these. I'm almost out of this bit. You know what I mean? Uh. Uh, why don't you go ahead and listen to something a little racist? They lied about repealing Obamacare. Now Mitch McConnell's D.C. slime machine spending millions spreading lies about Roy Moore, bearing false witness. Why? We know why. We all know why. Roy Moore's honest, and Moore's his own man. Moore fears God, stands for the Constitution, fights for what is right, and believes what we believe. Thing with regard to the other girls, you understand this is 40 years ago, and after my return from the military, I, I dated a lot of young ladies. Yahoo! Mountain Dew! Oh, beautiful Sal was a stone-hearted gal, refusing to bill or to coo. But Clem was right smart, he appealed to her heart with that gal getting good old Mountain Dew. Tickle your innards, cause there's a bang in every bottle. At the county turkey shoot, cause Luke warn't worth a hoot. He was hopeless till he finally took the cue. Yahoo! Mountain Dew! Now he shoots off the cup, gets more'n enough after nipping at that good old Mountain Dew. Sure is shooting, there's a bang in every bottle of our delicious soft drink, Mountain Dew. It'll tickle your inner. Uh, how many of y'all like orange soda? Everybody say orange. Something about an orange drink It's cold carbonated and it sure ain't pink So forget about your coffee and your sausage link Cause all sodas in time and it's time to drink Orange soda 